T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sea of Blue. The extraordinary image as thousands of cops turn out for one of their fallen. As the grieving widow speaks out. I love you to the end of time. And Battle Zone. Six police officers in 48 hours are shot in the line of duty across the USA. These cops have had enough of the shoplifting epidemic and new video. The Sarah Palin COVID dinner. Are any of you guys concerned that she tested positive for COVID? The ex-hockey player goes after the photographer. Are you looking for trouble? Is he Palin's new boyfriend? Plus, their home up in flames. They couldn't smell the smoke because they lost their sense of smell due to COVID. How their two-year-old son saved them all. Plus... The Tunnel Rat, the far-right Oath Keepers network of escape tunnels his wife says he dug in the backyard. He was concerned that the feds were coming for him, wasn't it? And ICU COVID wedding. I now pronounce you married. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It was an astonishing turnout for the funeral of a New York City cop killed while responding to a domestic dispute call. And amid the grief, a message, do not go easy on people who commit crimes. Amber Cagliano now with more on how a fallen officer was honored. A remarkable sight, a sea of blue outside St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York as the city comes together to mourn a slain cop. The entire city was invited to pay respects to 22-year-old rookie Jason Rivera. You can see behind me Fifth Avenue here in Manhattan closed down in the snow, in the cold. You could see police officers from all over the country coming here to pay their final respects. This incredible video shows Fifth Avenue jammed with blue uniforms as far as the eye can see. No one moved the packed cathedral more than Rivera's grieving widow, Dominique. The high school sweethearts were married just four months ago. I would say good morning to you all. But in fact, it's the worst morning ever. She aimed this remark at the new district attorney who has come under fire by many who say he's soft on crime. We are not safe anymore. Not even the members of the service. I know you were tired of these laws, especially the ones from the new DA. I hope he's watching you speak through me right now. Rivera's brother Jeffrey also struggled to contain his emotions. Your big brother's very, very proud of you. The city's police commissioner promoted Rivera posthumously to detective first grade and presented the badge to the widow. 
Then as snow fell, the young officer's remains were carried from the cathedral and taken in a police escort to be laid to rest. Rest in eternal peace, Jason. Your watch has ended. the shootings keep happening. Six more police officers were shot in America over the last 48 hours. You know, we've told you all about the brazen shoplifting going on around the country with thieves walking right out the front door with stolen goods. Well, this store has had it. It looks like these cops have had enough of the shoplifting epidemic engulfing New York and other big cities. Two officers try to subdue a 45-year-old suspected shoplifter in a Marshall's discount store. The suspect appears to reach for one officer's gun. He manages to get free, but he is arrested outside the store. The incident comes after so many brazen shoplifters have walked away with their loot unchallenged. It's time something happened. It's great the cops got involved. The stores have to take it more seriously because it does often involve violence. And talk about brazen. This suspect was caught on camera allegedly stealing a 70-inch TV from a Target store in Seattle. No way can he slip this giant screen under his jacket, but he doesn't seem to care. It's reportedly the 22nd time in just three months he has stolen items from the same store. He actually engages in a tug of war with security guards and wins. If you want to stop the shoplifting in Seattle and anywhere else that this is happening in such huge numbers, you actually have to enforce the law. You have to make arrests. You have to make it clear that you will, in fact, prosecute people. 55-year-old John Ray Lomack was arrested later. But get this, he was released without bail. Unbelievable. Staffers at that Target say shoplifters hit that store at least once every 10 minutes. Other news today, Sarah Palin's flouting of COVID protocols has prompted the mayor of New York City to advise anyone who's been near the COVID-positive former governor to get tested. And it's drawn attention to the former hockey player she's been dining with. Is he a boyfriend or a bodyguard or maybe both, judging by this video of a run-in with the paparazzi? New video is coming to light today of Sarah Palin's big night on the town, and it got ugly. Are you going to hurt? Her dinner companion, believed to be her new boyfriend, is accused of attacking a photographer. The video from UpperEastSite.com shows the former vice presidential candidate enjoying dinner outdoors at an Italian restaurant in Manhattan just two days after testing positive for COVID. Are any of you guys concerned that she tested positive for COVID? That may be a pretty reasonable question considering the circumstances, but it did not go down well. Are you, are, you, are you looking for trouble? Are you going to hurt? The photographer says the guy threw his camera to the ground. Cops were called. They spoke to Palin's friend and a waiter, but left without charging anyone. After the meal, he went after another photographer. So, who is he? He's Ron Duguay, a retired New York Rangers hockey player. Now we got a fight. Duguay was a big star in the 80s, famous for his flowing locks. Now he's said to be dating Palin, who finalized her divorce from husband Todd in 2020. Meanwhile, the late night comics are going after Palin for disregarding COVID quarantine. She plays by her own rules. There's Typhoid Mary having some Linguini or something. 
Palin is in New York for her defamation trial against the New York Times. It's been moved to next week because of that positive COVID test. It's one of the most common side effects of COVID, the loss of taste and smell. And that nearly led to disaster for one family after they say their smoke alarm didn't go off during a house fire. They couldn't smell the fire, but their toddler did. Stephen Fabian has details. Nathan and Kayla Dahl are both recovering from COVID and lost their sense of taste and smell. So imagine their surprise when they were awakened at 4.30 in the morning by their two-year-old son, Brandon. They couldn't smell anything, but their little boy could. And it was the unmistakable smell of thick smoke because their house was on fire. He, you know, was just kind of tapping me and saying mama and then um, repeating mama hot. And I looked, I got up, and all I saw were flames coming towards our bedroom door. Brandon's warning came just in time. The dolls gathered their five children, and they all made it out safely. But their house in Alvord, Texas, is now a total loss. Is everyone out of the house? Yes. The only thing we got out of the house is ourselves and the clothing that we have on. You must feel incredibly lucky to be alive, all thanks to Brandon. Yes, yes. He's an amazing kid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a tiny hero. Fire department believes the blaze started in the living room from a gas heater. Right now, there are more than 145,000 people hospitalized for COVID-related illnesses in this country. And perhaps that's why this moment meant so much to those in the ICU. In Las Vegas, this elderly man has been stricken with a severe case of COVID. The ICU staff at Mountain View Hospital in Las Vegas has gone beyond the call of duty by arranging for his wedding ceremony. We are gathered here today. Eddie, the groom, is 74. His bride, Patricia, is 75. They were actually married in the 1970s, but got divorced. They decided to tie the knot again in these days of crisis. Eddie, do you take Patty to be your lawfully wedded wife? It was really exciting to be a part of something good and to be part of like a positive experience. It was a little bit sad too, cause you know, he couldn't kiss his bride. The wedding turned out to be Eddie's last moment of joy. Four days after the ceremony, he succumbed to complications from COVID. So sad. When Patty was asked why they divorced back then, she said we were young and stupid. The founder of the paramilitary group Oath Keepers is behind bars today, accused of seditious conspiracy in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Stuart Rhodes was denied bail in large part thanks to the testimony of this woman his estranged wife. She told the judge of an elaborate system of tunnels at their home, presumably for an escape. She shared more with our Jim Murray. Did the leader of the far-right Oath Keepers build a secret network of tunnels in the event he had to flee? Stuart Rhodes' estranged wife released these photos, which show him digging the elaborate maze in his backyard. How did he create these tunnels? Well, he rented a backhoe a couple of times. The plan was to go from the house to sort of a dummy shed into the tunnel and then out into the woods. And he had an unregistered car that would then be waiting at the end of the tunnels so that he could escape into a back road that was already mapped out. He was concerned that the feds were coming for him, wasn't he? Yes. This was a lifestyle. This was not just a fleeting thought or, you know, someday the feds are going to get me. This was every day. 
Tasha Adams says she contacted a federal judge with the information because she doesn't want Rhodes to be released on bail, and the judge ruled Rhodes was a flight risk. Rhodes was indicted two weeks ago for seditious conspiracy for his alleged role in the January 6th Capitol riots. A key piece of evidence, Oath Keepers carving a path up the Capitol steps in a maneuver known as the stack. How important do you think your statement to the court was? I think it might have helped. Um, it's, it's a relief, but it's also a little bit scary because I know that right now, Stuart and his group around him all can probably blame me entirely for him being in jail for the next six months. How would you describe this man that you were married to for 26 years? He's a very specific type of, of grandiose narcissist sociopath. I think he's a very rare type. Stuart Rose's lawyer tells us his client was not planning on evading authorities, adding the tunnels were part of a survival training camp, similar, he says, to the Boy Scouts. Rhodes and the other Oath Keepers have pled not guilty. As you no doubt know, the Buffalo Bills lost in a stunning defeat against the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. Now, in a remarkable show of sportsmanship, Chiefs fans are stepping up in a very big way that pays tribute to their defeated rivals. It was the most watched football playoff game in five years. 43 million viewers watched Buffalo's lead over the Kansas City Chiefs evaporate Sunday night in the final 13 seconds of the game, forcing an overtime thriller for the ages. After the game, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes embraced Bills quarterback Josh Allen in a hug. That hug is now sparking something extraordinary. It started when a Kansas City Chiefs fan out of nowhere tweeted, suggesting all Chiefs fans donate $13 to Josh Allen's foundation to commemorate the drive that tied the game with just 13 seconds left and the best playoff game in Chiefs history. Chiefs fans responded by the thousands, donating $13 each to a fund that benefits the Oshai Children's Hospital in the rival city of Buffalo. The fund is named for Josh Allen's grandmother, Patricia, who died in 2020. So far, more than $400,000 has been raised. The vast majority from Kansas City fans paying $13, a tribute to their rivals in Buffalo and those now legendary 13 seconds of football magic. It's really emotional to see and to recognize that um, they have such respect for Buffalo Bills and the, the hard-fought game on Sunday night. I spoke to Josh Allen's father. <laughs> How does that make you feel? It cheers me up, actually, and uh, and I'm sure it does Josh. And he's uh, he's very, very... Very, very proud of uh, the Chiefs fans and how they rallied around uh, my mother and, and that foundation. Super classy. We'll be back with more right after this. Next, Janet Jackson finally speaks out about the story that has haunted her her entire life and the young woman who grew up believing she was Janet's love child. Here she is. What do you have to say to Janet now? Then, could this be the world's best, worst actress? He is not mentally disturbed. And the award for best, worst actress goes to... Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, 
Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. The new Janet Jackson documentary begins tonight on A&E and Lifetime, and it was done in cooperation with the singer. It touches on those rumors that she had a secret baby. Les Trent with exclusive reaction from the woman who grew up believing she was Janet Jackson's daughter. This woman refuses to watch the new Janet Jackson documentary airing tonight, and maybe for good reason. She says it's just too painful. Because for the first time, Janet addresses the story that has dogged her for years. That she gave birth to a child with first husband James DeBarge and kept the news from the world. It's a story she now says is just not true. They were saying that I had a child and I kept it secret. How could I keep a child from their father? I could never do that. That's not right, she says in the documentary. Do you still think it's possible that you're Janet Jackson's daughter? Yes, I still think that is possible. Tiffany White has grown up believing she is the pop star's daughter. Why? Because her father is apparently singer James DeBarge, whose marriage to Janet came to an end in 1985. In 2017, Inside Edition interviewed DeBarge's mother, Ederline. They had a DNA test conducted, and I revealed the results. I told her, I said, the proof is in the pudding. Let's go get the DNA. So this is the DNA test, and it says the probability of relatedness is 96.7%. You didn't believe there'd be a match. No way. Did you ask Janet Jackson to take a DNA test? She refused. We also spoke with DeBarge's sister, Bunny, who says she recalls Janet being pregnant. I think we all um, believe that uh, James and Janet had a child. Now, with the airing of the new documentary, Janet Jackson seems to be putting an end to the story that has refused to go away, even if this woman doesn't believe her. What do you have to say to Janet now? You know and I know that what you're saying is not true. The Janet Jackson documentary airs tonight and Saturday on Lifetime at A&E. And when we come back, the world's best worst actress. We're going to dance. Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution. 
personalized M&Ms. Just imagine the look on your grad's face when they receive a custom candy creation featuring their school's colors, name, and even their photo printed right on some M&Ms. It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. She is really good at bad acting. She plays the worst actress on TV, but she takes that as a compliment. You're so horrible that you're brilliant. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 23-year-old Kayla Monterosa Mejia is the breakout scene stealer on the 12th season of Larry David's HBO show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I wanted to talk to you about that David boy. Larry. Yeah, that's his name, Larry David. Well, what about him? I feel like you're being seductive right now. You're talking to your mother. Kayla plays Maria Sophia, a teenage short-order cook whose father blackmails Larry into casting her in his new sitcom. There's nothing for her in the show. There's no, there's no part for her. She's hired anyway. No I don't really care for him. I think he's mentally disturbed. He is not mentally disturbed. Otherwise. Uh, I, I saw that choice that you made, and maybe it's time to make a new choice. And she can't remember her lines. It's your line. It's your line. No, it's not. When did you get the idea, okay, I'm going to be really out there on this thing? I think it wasn't until I actually uh, auditioned with Larry David and did some improv with him. He, he just brings something out of me that I can't really explain. So maybe one day we'll hear this at the Emmys. And the award for best worst oh actress God. goes to <laughs> Kayla. <laughs> That's very good. Very good. Bravo. Yes, excellent. And when we come back, SmackDown. Sorry, Santa. This kid thinks it's time for the Christmas decorations to go. He winds up. He pitches. Santa becomes a punching bag. And now for the finale. Next year, no toys. See you next time. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.